0: All right. What's up, everybody? This is a special edition on Professional Opinions Reunion Podcast. About midway through the NFL season, World Series just ended. Thank goodness. Other sports, like uh, Stanley Cup just ended a few weeks ago, and the NBA just ended a few weeks ago. So here we are, back together again for a reunion pod. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's Garrett. Say hey. Hey. That's Jared. Whoa. And that's James. Hey, what's up?
1: You pointed all on
0: me. This is who I see. We're also, I'll also be recording this and putting this up on my podcast channel, RyPod. Follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know, we're trying to get on all the platforms, so we're very excited to be able to do that.
1: YouTube? What? YouTube?
0: This might go on YouTube, but we'll see.
1: I'll be on my best behavior then. Reddit, so,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> we will start off, we'll do a little bit of an NFL recap from last week. I know it's already Thursday when we're recording this, but we still haven't had the time to go over a few of the games. So, first off, we'll start with some good news. The Washington football team beat the snot out of the Dallas Cowboys, 25-3. to Garrett is very excited. Garrett, what did you see in the Washington football team win? Did you see good Washington or bad Dallas?
2: In the first half, it was both good Washington and bad Dallas. Um, in the second half, it was just bad Dallas. <laughs> uh, I think I think maybe Washington took their foot off the gas a little bit, but the second half was, like, terrible to watch. I, mean, I think there were only three points scored in the whole second half between two, point, two teams combined. But in the first half, Kyle Allen moved the ball, surprisingly. Uh, the Cowboys defense is terrible. Um, and also – uh, Antonio Gibson broke his career rushing yards record in the first quarter, which was fun, but he finally had a breakout game but yeah, so good Washington in the first half, only bad Dallas in the second half
0: yeah, so Jared and James, whoever wants to chime in what has been what has it been like to see just this precipitous fall of the Dallas Cowboys in the last three weeks really I mean they haven't had a defense all year, but no Dak now, and now Andy Dalton might miss the next game. What has it been like to just see Dallas crumble?
1: If you want to go, ahead, Jared, I'll let you take it away first.
3: I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just that, that I don't think Mike McCarthy's the answer for them. I just don't. I don't think that he's really going to be the type of person that moves their team forward. Uh, a lot of their play has been stale. The players don't really seem to get behind them all that well. Um, I just, you know, that's a roster full of talent. I mean, that's just, you're wasting a lot of guys' careers there. I mean, you know, Amari Cooper's in probably his prime years in terms of what he should be doing right now. And he's, and he's wasting pretty much those years right now. And C.D. Lamb's in his rookie year and he looks exciting, but even he feels kind of like he's not getting used enough. And, you know, it's just one of those sorts of things where, I just feel like you got to take a look at the coach. I mean, you know, and you have to take a look at your front office, too. I mean, you know, you you, you have Dak Prescott and that whole injury was something that, you know, was awful and, you know, unexpected to say the least. But to have a backup plan of Andy Dalton and then, you know, to to kind of bank on that just as your contingency plan that I've found that to be one of the weaknesses of the Dallas Cowboys for a long time is their backup quarterback. And, you know, I know it seems like something that seems irrelevant, but it, it can make or break your season if you're one of those teams that's always pushing 8-8 eight eight every year. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those sorts of things where I'd, I probably wouldn't have brought in Andy Dalton from the get-go. I, I thought his career was done. Um, but I, I would say coaching is the biggest problem for them right now.
1: Uh, along with kind of what Jared said, if there's another way to look at it, it would be – you know, their defense alone, Dak was having to throw career high passing yard, basically having to have career games uh, in and out each week for them to have a chance to win games alone. So outside of just the fact of that, I mean, they were struggling already. And then he's out and now you really see what this team is. And what it probably would have gone to eventually because I mean who knows but I didn't exactly expect Dak to play at that level throughout the season. And even if even with him playing at that level you're not going to be, you know, maybe just a four loss team or something like that, you're still going to be losing a couple games when your defense is that bad. Um so really I think overall it, it just kind of exposed the Cowboys team as a whole as a team that has a lot of talent but just isn't really using it correctly or it's underperforming in a sense with the exception of Dak before he was hurt but I mean <clears throat> like a person um, Jared didn't mention is uh, Gallup who's pretty much a non-factor this year but looked promising last year C.D. Lamb is now a non-factor um, with the loss of Dak so far um, I said Mari Cooper is there in his prime but whether that's being wasted or not is a different discussion probably. And then Zeke's been not playing well at all this year, um, which I think is a big factor alone. Granted, you know, then you can dive into O-line and other talks about that, but still.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, their their talent is Ezekiel Elliott, who has the most turnovers in the league. Amari Cooper, who, you know, is – you can't get anyone to throw him the ball. It's just tough to mm-hmm. say. And Michael Gallup had no catches last week. C.D. Lamb had no catches last week. I know Dalton went out in the third quarter, but still. The Washington defense was to be had at times. We've seen it. And they just couldn't take advantage with their skill position players. Um, we mentioned Amari and Zeke. That's another conversation I want to get to about maybe um, who's getting dealt at the trade deadline because that's coming up the next week. But um, Washington sits at 2-5. and five. Half game out of first. Dallas also a 2-5 and five, half game out of first. Philadelphia leads at 2-4-1. and one. The NFC East is a dumpster fire. But at this point, seven games in, going into the bye for Washington football team, at least specifically. you got to talk playoffs. And this team is, is right in the thick of things. So we'll throw it back to Garrett, who follows this team closer than I do at times. What are the legitimate playoff chances for the Washington football team? Well,
2: the legitimate chances of them winning it. A playoff game are 0. zero. The legitimate chances of them hosting a playoff game are probably about 40% when you look at the schedules. Because Washington has every game on their schedule left besides three. So that's how many games? 9. 9 games left.
0: So, yeah, so 6 games so five, the nine. four out of the no.
2: 6 games out of the 9 are very very winnable. The other three are the 49ers, Steelers, and Seahawks. Those are lost. Um, and I looked at the Eagles schedule. They only have two or three uh, games that I think are guaranteed wins for them. And they're all in the division because they won the division last year. They get the first play schedule and it's super hard. So when you look at it that way, it looks like Washington has the upper hand. Now the Eagles are a much better team. In my opinion, and the Eagles should win this division. However, barely beating the Giants last week on Thursday night football um, is a concern for me (laughs) about how good their team actually is. So um, it's going to be an interesting last nine weeks of the season. I'll say that as we probably lose definitely over half of the games left, probably two thirds of the games left and still remain in a divisional race. uh, That'll come down to the first team to six wins.
0: Jared. Who wins the NFC East, and how many games do they win?
3: The fact that this is, like, the the, the realistic number could be six. uh, Just disgusting to me. Like, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, my Falcons team is so bad, but they could even get six wins this
0: year. They'd be a game out if they were in the NFC East.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's just – uh oh just don't I, uh, um sit, i think 6 wins or 7 wins gets the division which i don't even th- i think 6 is the pretty solid number i think i think the eagles end up getting it barely um i i actually i've said this a few times and i think that thursday night game is a proof of it i think the giants team is getting better um i think this giants team is actually improving themselves quite a bit um they they need defensive help really badly um, their corners are absolute garbage. Um, but in terms of their play, it's been getting better. Daniel Jones is getting better. I mean, I know he turned into the meme the other night, but that play was really well done. Like that, like a read option they in – Totally fooled them. And it's – NFL is so hard to do. Yeah, like it, it's so much harder to do in the NFL than it is in college. So the fact that they were able to pull that off was – amazing, and, and you know, I think they're taking strides to get better, um, but, I, so I actually think they end up third in the division, um, or maybe even pushing second by the time this is all said and done. James, same question.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think six is the perfect number. I think you set, I mean, I was trying to think of, you know, an over-under, and I think seven's too high and five's That's... too low. Yeah, the, the over six, under, six and a half. I would push it. I think That's you're just it's gonna, gonna push it, or well, I guess it, it would be the under, yeah. But um, but yeah, I it's it's not a good division. Um, it's gonna be gross, and then yeah, I mean, kind of with what Jared was saying there. I mean, I guess the Giants could be more of a everybody at least kind of with us is talking Eagles, Redskins. Uh, I mean, Dallas is not even an option at this point. But um, I think he's I not think... even noticing he
0: slipped. They're not the Redskins anymore, fool. <laughs> <laughs> well, football
3: team, James. Football We're team.
1: De- demonetized. demonetized. <laughs> the, the,
3: the
0: truthful only football <laughs> team. Has so has
1: demonetized. Over,
0: so much for my big news. I could have been announcing this.
1: <laughs> my bad. This one's on me, guys. Oh, no, <laughs> All right. I'll leave the call.
0: <laughs>
1: no, um, but the everybody's kinda talking more of the football team. There we go. And um and the Eagles. But I mean, I think honestly I haven't been paying attention to the Giants, not much interest there in watching bad football this division. Um but I could see them being a dark horse, which is kind of how evenly bad this division is across the board.
0: Yeah, I, my pick is the Eagles as well. I just think they have the best quarterback in the division at this point.
1: Yeah,
2: that I'll and agree with Garrett
0: wanted to say something, go.
2: I also – I didn't get my pick. I also have the um, Eagles. I have weeks of being a win-and-in game between uh, Washington and the Eagles. That's and so the perfect. Eagles win it. However, um, I don't – I think the Giants are improving for sure. Um, if they had Saquon, they would have won that game on Thursday night. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind. Um, however, they still have the Bucks the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the Browns, and, no. and then all the rest are divisional. <laughs> Bengals, oh so I don't really think they have a legitimate shot at winning the division because of all those hard games left. However, they do look better than they did last year, minus no at the moment, which, you know, Saquon would fix that in an instant.
0: <laughs> we were mocking back in week three when the Eagles tied the Bengals as they don't want to win. What are they doing? But
1: they're playing if, for the division. If
0: they're playing for six, nine, and one, and Washington's six and ten, or the Giants are six and ten. That's going to come back to be a very interesting positive move. I still don't think it was the right move to go for the tie. I never no.
2: am for
0: the tie, but I mean, if you look back, I just it'd be interesting if it gets to that point. That's all I'm going to say.
2: And you know, the worst part is last week when Washington played the Giants. Ron Rivera played for the win, went yep. for two at the end of the game, didn't get it because Kyle <laughs> Allen didn't run in. He tried to throw it anyway instead. Um, and if we take that extra point, you know, just not might have missed it because of the season he's having. Because he's on the defense,
0: but that's for another conversation.
2: Yeah, uh, If he made the extra point, we tie the game, not scoring in overtime. Worst case, you know, well, we could have lost in overtime. But if we tie the game, then the tie for the Eagles isn't winning the division in week 17. So, especially starting the division, uh, what are we, 2-1 in division now? 2-1. Another game against the Cowboys that we should win because the Cowboys are are a train wreck, and then another against the Eagles, another against the Giants. Um, we were, we would have the tiebreaker at the moment. So that's over back over
1: break. over under on uh, four and a half wins for the Giants. The Giants, yeah, for so, the um, season they're one in six. One right.
0: Tricky lines. So under
1: the so i I'll bet the
3: over. I'll bet the over just yeah. for fun. I think they. I think they sneak up on one of those teams Garrett didn't mention I don't know what the whole schedule's like because of the whole COVID thing I don't know if they do the thing where they schedule all the divisional games for the end of the year still type thing or not but um is that the case because if one of those like like the Bucks or one of those games was like week like 16 or something week 17 is all division games um, okay no the Giants play
0: the Ravens, the Ravens 16 so
3: Okay, now that could be. I mean,
0: that depends on how the Ravens' season's going at that I point. I think. I think if the
1: R G three baby,
0: the Cardinals, I'm not sold on yet, but they might be fighting for the division. The Bengals are to be had. The Bengals have no defense, and no they, and they could beat the Eagles. I jeez, do you I know? I mean, they could
3: beat. You said the Bucks too, right? Then
0: this Monday, yeah. Oh, I mean that. That's. No, no. I don't know, I don't That's, know, but I don't that's
3: know. a spicy meatball right there. But I, I just, I, I would
2: They cover. Take, they're take the de- de- They're double Home de- de- dog. De- home de- dog. De- dog de- baby! <laughs> home
0: dogs. We'll get to those home dogs and see which home dogs he right? likes. This. The money. Um, <laughs> anything, uh, we don't have to go over Todd Gurley accidentally scoring a touchdown because just as Jared's misery. But they're trying to lose anyway, right, Jared?
3: Look, hey, he had done it successfully many times with the rams like if you go back and watch old rams highlights there are at least four or five highlights that i found of him stopping at the one and doing it correctly so i just <laughs> it, it just didn't it it was just a matter of chance
1: out and our defense should have
3: held them at the end that uh, there's no i mean i'm not going to blame todd for the fact that our defense literally let the freaking detroit lions mm-hmm. march down the field on us and score a touchdown like, that's just not – I'm not going to blame Todd
0: Gurley for that. So Score update, Falcons are actually leading 3 nothing over the Panthers right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made a, made oh, no! Yeah. Oh, dude, he made a 20-yard field goal. You couldn't go for it. You are on the two-yard line.
1: Fantasy right, points, baby. Fantasy
0: those touchdowns. Let's go. <laughs> what Any other – oh, James, the Patriots are dead. Um, yeah, they, no. They suck.
1: Um, <laughs> They're really bad, dude. Lost
0: 33-6. What has it been like for you as a Pats fan to see this fall from grace in the last two weeks? Oh
1: man. Well, you know, it was a weird start to the season because you came in like, all right, no Brady, whatever. We'll (laughs) see. We'll see what happens here. You got Cam Newton. So, okay, well he's been good, but then has not been very good since his um, injury. And then he he didn't play after he got hurt he played like what 3 weeks last year
0: okay two the first two games and then they the showed the first
1: him. two games okay yeah and yeah. then you're just you're not sure you know he he's been injured hasn't played well when he's been there but he's like what four four years removed from his mvp season
0: it was 2015 yeah fifth. this is the his fifth season coming in since he won the mvp
1: okay um, yeah, so coming in, obviously, I was more confident in him than um, Stidham, which is – Studham? Two, Studham, yeah, Studham. Uh-huh. Um, and then he – it was like kind of trying to feel it out, and then he had an insane game against the Seahawks. Granted, their defense isn't anything to parade in the streets about. Oh. But um, still, 444 yards – is impressive against any team um and then you know compare that to his performance uh on sunday and you got about polar opposites there and then whether he was i mean he was benched but whether it was and, like and there's was no this, there's no point in playing him for was
0: out of reach at that point.
1: yeah but i mean it it's been odd it, it I didn't really know what to expect coming in with Belichick. It's always like, okay, somehow I'll find a way to win like six to eight games, but I'm more a lower end on that kind of right now with how they've been playing right now. They just, it, talking with one of my friends who's a a big Patriots fan, um, more knowledgeable than me, uh, Jimmy. um, And he, he says that it, it shows more of how valuable Brady was to the Patriots now that he's gone. And this is mostly the same team and it's this bad without him on it, give or take. But like, um, I mean, specifically on offense, the drop-off, I mean, the offense wasn't insane last year, but it wasn't like this. And I mean, he also talked about how, um, like, this is really showing that um, Edelman isn't anybody to preach about either. Uh, just yeah. dropping passes left and right. Looks like he should be on the Eagles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's hard to watch. And it just shows, like, this offense has absolute no names. And at least with Brady, it was, like, somewhat competent with the no names. And now it's – no names and a lower tier quarterback. And now it's really showing um, at least that aspect. So my, my um, thoughts of, you know, Hey, maybe a six to eight win is more of like a six win closer, closer to the lower end of uh, under 500.
0: Yeah. One of the names that have been circulating in trade rumors is Stefan Gilmore, the defensive player of the mm-hmm. year, which leads me to the, quick next topic before we move on to college football is is there a name you guys are looking at to be dealt at the trading deadline and I was going to start with I think the Cowboys should trade Amari Cooper I think just the the situation they're in they've got Mm -hmm. um, they have a really good receiving core Michael Gallup you're not paying him a lot you're not paying C.D. Lamb who's he he has had a he had a bad game last game but he's he's showing flashes he's got the speed he can catch and you've got um, Cedric Wilson, who's a good number three. And I think Cooper's contract, and just he's, he's not vibing this year. I think the Green Bay Packers should give mm-hmm. them a call. Maybe the San Francisco 49ers should give them a call. Just a team that needs another weapon. Amari Cooper can bring can bring that to you. I think the Cowboys should think long and hard about getting that contract off their books. How
1: much longer is he there?
0: How much longer is he there? Well, he signed a five year deal. Okay. So, gotcha. years left, but I'm sure there's an opt out somewhere. I don't have the contract details in front of me, but
2: it's probably just there's like no guaranteed money in the last two years or something. That's how I'll end it. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go next. The name that's, I, I think there's a lot of names circulating right now. I'm not going to go with any of the obvious ones like AJ Green or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, that I'm looking at for, a team that is looking for a reliable pass catcher, maybe someone that can play in the slot and catch and uh, catch pretty much anything you're going to throw to him, is Golden Tate on the Giants right now. I think they're definitely going to be looking to move him because they're not going anywhere, and he has he still has three years left on his deal, but the last like two are no guaranteed money. And for a team like the Saints, uh, that's really missing uh, a reliable weapon right now, especially with Michael Thomas still out. I think he could be a great. Uh, addition for them to have someone that's always going to catch that ball um, and then can play inside of Michael Thomas as well. And I also think the Packers would be a good fit for Golden Tate as well.
0: Jared, do you have a name you're looking at?
2: I mean,
3: here's the thing for me. Like, a lot of people keep throwing around that the Falcons are going to keep trading. Like, that they're going to just start clearing house, But we don't have a GM right now to do that like i think people underestimate the the fact that if you don't have a gm to do that it's not going to happen just all of a sudden like i you just nobody's getting traded from the from the falcons till the end of the year i just don't think anyone from our team is getting traded they're saying julio and matt and all these different names and to start the game tonight matt ryan had like two good passes to julio jones here. he has like 50 yards receiving like it's just the, the, the problem with this team is their defense, and I just wish people would realize that. Like, the problem with this team is they had a defensive-minded coach who did absolutely nothing on defense, built nothing on defense, and now here we are. Like, that's the problem with this team. They tried to take on the Seattle Seahawks approach that you could take no-namers and turn them into studs. You can't take no-namers and turn them into studs. You still have to have good players. Like How would you consider the Seahawks had no-namers. It's Cam yeah. Chancellor, you know. Sure. Well, Thomas. you gotta remember, Cam, Cam Chancellor at the time when he was drafted and in his early years, Ryan was not necessarily the most prolific. Well, champion.
0: people needed to watch him in college, like we did.
3: Well, I that that's for a different
0: conversation. Dude's, but dude's a, I think the ball. biggest
3: name, ironically enough, is someone that I've talked about being a trade partner with the Falcons. And that's actually J.J. Watt. Mm. Um, Fine. I think that J.J. Watt is. Getting kind of older in terms of his play, I think he's getting kind of a little rusty in his play. The Texans are one of the worst run franchises right now. Like, I think that they, if you want to talk about clearing house, they gotta get that's the team that needs to just unload any sort of previous money and just move on. And I and JJ Watt has been a great asset for them for many years, but I think at some point they have to realize that J.J. Watt is not changing their defense overnight like he used to. He's just not the same dude he was a couple years ago. So that would be the name. I think J.J. Watt to a team like the Bills, who is in a win-now mode, would be so filthy. Oh, my gosh. Or or J.J. going back to, you know, play up near Wisconsin. I mean, you have him go play at Green Bay again. That would be filthy, too. Mm-hmm. Just one of those teams that needs a pass rusher that is willing to take on his money, I think would be an interesting sort of thing. Everybody keeps talking receivers, and I I definitely think there could be a big old receiver carousel, but there's a lot of these receivers that I don't really know if we're going to see a whole lot of movement. I mean, Des Bryant just got signed to a practice squad the other day. Like, teams are willing to go out and sign dudes that even haven't played for years. Like, I don't know how much there's going to be this fluid market of receivers.
0: I don't think A.J. Green gets a sixth-round pick at this point. Like he's, he's been hurt too much. Like I guess, I think Amari Cooper could get you a, I think he could get you a two or a three. I honestly do. The contract is what's holding it up, but you see the production with Amari where, where he's been. I mean, I think he can get you more than AJ Green could. So, uh, so James, is there a name that you had in mind that you could see get dealt at the deadline? All
1: right. So Jared stole mine. I did a little quick, quick little research there. I basically just looked at teams that I thought are uh, generally not awful, but are bad right now. And the Vikings are one of those teams that pops right to my mind. Um, I think somebody on there, like maybe a team that needs a tight end, like Kyle Rudolph, can move somewhere. I think the most um, the most likely person, if they're going to trade somebody there, though, is uh, Riley Reef their uh left tackle according to my research here there you go uh uh, they restructured his contract coming into this year so it makes it a little bit more team friendly if they're trading him away right now for whoever he goes on to um and i mean there's plenty of teams that need um need some help on the on the line there so yeah yeah, so I'm sure there's somebody somebody that would take him for for the right price for the Vikings. So I, I would look for him to get moved probably.
0: Yeah, the Vikings are one of those teams that, like, they don't want to admit that they're rebuilding, but they are. I mean, yeah. if you look at the defense, they lost – I mean, Everson Griffin just got traded again. He hasn't played well for the Cowboys, but he was a big cog for them. They lost mm-hmm. – they lost um, – Daniel Hunter hasn't played all year. And,
1: and they just traded uh, – what's his
0: – Ngakwe. They just traded away yeah. Ngakwe. To the they traded Diggs, who was unhappy there anyway. But like yeah. Yeah, the Vikings and the Texans, and they that that have big money quarterbacks, they need they need to get their mind around their rebuilding. And I think this will be the off season they do that. All right, enough NFL. Let's go back to the college level. Go back to uh, so let's try and be happy first. No. Maryland opened their season and lost by forty. Okay, that's good. Yes. They're 20-point home dogs to Minnesota tomorrow. Oh,
1: my God. Wow. That's Um, awful.
0: Let's just just quickly do a crap on Maryland session because I know how much you guys want to get out of your system. If
1: you want to know how bad your team is, it's that you're a 20-point home dog to an unranked
2: team. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My main question for Maryland fans out there is, you know – you got Boxley. Like, do you want to be a playoff contender? Do you want to beat Ohio State and 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 Michigan and Clemson? If you ever come on, what you, it's a simple question, straight up and down.
1: You know what you do if you want to. You just go. You just go hire a top level coach. Yeah, go like hire Nick Saban. That that's easy? easy it's so easy like I don't understand why more schools don't do it
0: oh well, Jared just just hire
1: Bill Belichick to come Oh coach.
0: man, you Bill Belichick's been funny. dying to get to college you guys are funny He's uh, Had
1: Maryland on the top of the list for you
0: uh,
3: man I just I here's my like here's my thing about about that whole thing is that I think one of the big lessons that we're getting from this year of college football is that we cannot assume anything about any team. Like, we just, we, we can't assume anything about any team, except for maybe a Clemson or maybe Ohio State. I mean, they only played one game so far.
0: Oh, hello. We're just talking about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. For the pod listeners, when this goes up, Solomia just came back, this and we're talking, talking about Maryland. Audio Maryland. Isn't that very exciting? She did a. She's not very happy. They're not. Um... Um, Garrett mocking get, you earlier. You should
1: get used to making that face.
0: Yeah, Garrett was mocking you that maybe you need to how are you going to beat Ohio State and Penn State because Oh, not we're here. not. <laughs> <laughs> see. see, she's she's down with it. Oh, you probably missed it. Maryland is a 20-point home dog to Minnesota tomorrow. 20 points. How do you feel about that?
2: Not great. Not great. No. All right. See ya. Where are you. <laughs> going? my arm turned colors. Oh, that's good. Also, I don't have appendicitis.
0: That's good news, yeah. Yay. I do uh,
2: I do have an infection though. So that's Oh, get good. out.
0: We
3: need to pick up antibiotics tomorrow.
0: We? <laughs> we? Yes, <Yeah>, we okay, <laughs> we. are right, we. Okay. okay. Wow. I just did that. Did you guys right. hear that? Shh. The dog can stay <laughs> with us. It's fine. Well, that was that. Let's move on. Um, all right, boys. We love our hokies. It didn't look very good last week, no. particularly offensively. Um, three interceptions. What? Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, we're trying not to.
2: Um,
0: I'll go back to Jared, who tried to give us solutions after the UNC loss. What? What's? What's the fix here, man? I, I I'm trying to figure it out. What's the fix? They're stacking the box now. I mean, defenses are stacking
3: the box. I mean, I I went back and finally got to watch the Wake Forest tape and. Uh, that's a long story about, you know, being missing the game. I didn't get to watch it completely live. But um, just in terms of watching the tape, teams are just stacking the box on us now. And UNC did the same thing. Um, uh, Wake Forest did the same exact thing too. Boston College did not do it as well. Um, I don't think in terms of looking at kind of the numbers, um, it forced Hendon Hooker to have to throw the ball. And look, I mean, at the end of the day, when Hendon Hooker has to throw the ball, you know the offense isn't built for that. I mean, you know, he had more attempts in the past game. I was just checking the numbers just to kind of see what our numbers were looking like and in the Boston College game where we won 40 to 14, he had 15 pass attempts. And in the Wake game, it's 33. Now, that's doubling your pass attempt numbers. I mean, that's that is not what you want in terms of if your your offense is scoring 40 a game. And I, you all have to, i this is digging deep into your memory banks here, but on our picks, when I sent in my little note sheet, I said, it's not going to be as high scoring as you think because, you know, a, a logic be damned, right? I remember, I remember very specifically <laughs> typing that on there and I knew it because Wake is one of those teams that plays to whatever your strength is. They're going to take that away 100%. And they'll say, beat us the other way. Now that sometimes crushes them. That sometimes can really kill them because they don't they underestimate the other part of the ball and then you end up losing. So but they forced Hendon to throw. Hendon had to throw 33 pass attempts. He wasn't very good. And the other big thing that's underrated here is that Raheem Blackshear ended up sharing carries with Khalil Herbert. That like, can't be it. That can't be it. And, and I, Raheem Blackshear is a weapon, but I think he is best used in kind of what we have been doing with Trey Turner and with Tavion Robinson last year, which was to move him across the formation, set him up at, at wide receiver, move him across formation, and give the threat of him going sideways. Because that's where he's really the best. And Khalil Herbert's the best going downhill. And there were packages where I had seen both players in the game at the same time, I think, in some of our games. And I think that would be best Mm -hmm. to get Blackshear moving sideways so that they have to respect that and then go downhill with Khalil Herbert on the other side. And I think if we're going to beat Louisville this week, it's going to require every little bit of whatever we've got. Like, it's just, we cannot go out there. I'm telling you right now, we go out there and we run some sort of like, sweet play or or screen or something that goes for negative one, it's going to be a bad long day. I'm just telling you that right now.
0: Yeah. It's it's obviously like this will just be piggybacking off what you're saying, but we can't operate if we're in third and seven, Mm -hmm. third and eight. That's not – we will not be successful doing that. So, whether it's a screen play on first down, whether it's play action on first down, like we – We've got to – yes, running the ball is the strength of this team. Like, duh, we know that. But if you can get the defense off guard a little bit and take a shot on first down once – throw a pass on first down. Just do something to get the defense off their mark. Because wait, like you said, stack the box. We're just throwing everyone at you. We know 21's getting the ball. Or or two is going to keep it. It's just – it's something we criticized Fuente for in past seasons, but we praised him for this year, which was getting the ball – different formations to different people in different situations. And I felt like in the weight game specifically, because obviously the offense looked good the last three weeks, it just was, we, they got us out of our game and we had no response. We just said, you know, all right, we'll just keep doing this until it works. And that's not what it's about. So Garrett and James, I'll throw the floor open to either one of you. What did you notice? What's, what are some fixes?
2: I want to introduce a little bit of positivity here uh, because it was a lot of negative there Um, so let's see the offense looked looked terrible Henry Hooker threw three interceptions Khalil Herbert only ran for 64 yards Uh, the offensive line can't pass block I I don't know why
3: they're so good at
2: one blocking and they can't pass protect I've noticed that for years we gave up 206 yards on the ground and we only lost by seven points so obviously, we played about as bad as we could in a lot of aspects of the game. Special um, team too, and only lost by seven points to a decent team. Like Wake Forces are going to light the world on fire, but they're not Syracuse. Um, so that's a that's a positive thing we can take away. The defense looked a little better. Uh, not against the run, against the pass, they looked pretty decent. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's just what I'm hanging my hat on is you know we play bad, we had a wake up call, uh, we're not as good as we think we are, and um, hopefully we get it kicked back in the right direction against Louisville.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, kind of. I think we we keep talking about how we want to feed Herbert, feed Herbert, feed Herbert, and we still only saw 14 carries from him in that game. Granted, I mean game scripts. I get, I mean, it wasn't even so much game script. It's not like we were being blown out. Um, But I, you can stack the, you can stack the box and yeah, I get that. And then it's still just, it's still, you only have to worry about Herbert or Hooker. So you can key in on the two guys there. So really you just, you key in on Herbert. And if, I mean, as dumb as it sounds, if he doesn't get the ball, you just have to watch Hooker at that point. And I I mean, Hooker played bad, but I have faith in him as a passer in general. Um, Yeah, definitely better than our last two options we've played. Um, Or mustard? So, I mean – it's just it's it's like back to like the same continual issues which this year it's been a little better at points is just like our offensive play calling is so bland and boring that I can sit on my couch and call every single play that we're gonna run before we even run it and you know if it's easy enough for me to do that sitting on my couch how easy is it for the defensive coordinator that gets paid to do this to it's it's so frustrating as a fan that watches this team to sit here and just be like you know that they're gonna run a jet sweep boom they run a jet sweep and get stopped for a loss of two yards or here comes a screen pass and they get maybe to the line of scrimmage it's just like I want to see some creativity with the play calling and you know it's not like as depressing when the team's doing well offensively and then you have a game like Wake Forest where it's just like oh yep this is what I somewhat usually feel like with our offensive play calling um kind of the the Herbert um Blackshear conversation I was talking with um uh one of my girlfriend's family members who's a big tech fan and we were kind of talking about how personally what we would want to see is have Blackshear just line up in the slot and have him in the slot and then obviously Herbert in the backfield for a set. And then you can just let him run, like you were saying, those side-to-side routes and run sideways. Um, Because I want to see him more involved in the offense. And I think having him out there in the slot would drag some people out, especially if you give him the ball a couple of times. And then, you know, obviously a little less people in there. You have a guy keying in on Blackshear is going to open up a little bit more room for either Hooker or uh, Herbert to have some more space. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just like every few weeks there seems to be a reminder game of what frustrates all of us about this team year in and year out and wake yeah. was just that game
0: i agree i mean and you look i think we can at least we can all agree i don't know if we're too into this vt if we're into those fans that are like we are like one of the top 15 programs we are a more talented team than wake forest yeah yes would you say we have more talented players jared's thinking about it
1: in all i would say yes for sure okay
0: we, tur- we turned the ball over three times. That won't work. And we had 112 yards in penalties. Damn.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, that, killed us. that killed us yeah. way more than anything else. I don't there think was... we had been penalized that much in previous mm-hmm. games. No. I mean, I, I can't even remember if us getting any sort of calls in the previous games. And the bad thing is, and I hate to say it, but we watched those previous games, and I, I have to say there were plenty of times on some runs where I was like, man, they probably should have called a hold on us there. Yeah, they and, yeah. We never got those called, and I think – I mean, you know, the coaches do this, and it's a right thing for a coach to do, but I bet you uh, any money that Dave Clawson – right, he's he's still the Wake Forest dude, right? Yeah. Dave Clawson. I bet you Dave Clawson went up to the rep before the game and said, hey, when they do those outside runs, you watch for the jersey tug, and I guarantee you they at least got that once or twice. I mean, it's just one of those sorts of things where I just – I don't know. I, I worry about that. And, and to say one more thing, just because I, I really want to about offensive play calling. We say that a lot and, and I, I get some people, they get angry with me because they're like, well, what do you want to see? You want them to see them do an inverted veer or something? And I said, yeah. no, but I said, <laughs> I watch, I watch Oklahoma and their pre-snap motion has a lot of different moving parts. And by the time they actually snap the ball, you don't know who's who's going to be the primary. Like, that's the way that Oklahoma's offense works. And I said, now, Oklahoma's not even doing that great this year, but their offense is still that sort of talent. And I said, that's what people want in terms of Virginia Tech. If you're getting all of these weapons and you're seeing that there's talent all over the place to do those sorts of things, make make the move to do that. You know, I just – that's my big kind of thing
0: moving forward. But – we got some um, yeah, I huge breaking news just now. Mm-hmm. And it was it was gonna go into the next topic I wanted to get to. Oh. Trevor Lawrence yes. tested positive for COVID nineteen. <laughs> um Wow. That is I that will is say I
1: watched the Miami game when they had their backup in and that obviously it's Clemson. But that guy absolutely no effort flicked a ball across his body fifty yards like no problem.
2: <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs>
3: Oh, that's right. I remember that kid. He's that five-star kid they got. Yeah. A- well, it, it they, they, yeah, they hurt it's clutching. They grew on crazy. trees down there. Well, I know, but I'm saying I was trying to remember who it was. It's that one with the weird long last. Mm-hmm. Game.
0: So, I mean, yeah. obviously, we've seen with like Nick Saban and you know these people that it's not going to be a big deal. Like, let's—I don't want to hope that he's not—he's not, he's not going to be out for you know a Never. month like the Wisconsin quarterback big is because the Big yeah. Ten schools. But I wanted to get to the Trevor Lawrence conversation because there was a comment he made earlier this week. About, I think he was asked about, you know, what are you about the draft, you know, because he's obviously the number one pick. He's number one on everybody's board, and he does have a year left of eligibility at Clemson if he wants to take it. But he said, "Um, you know, you never know. I was had my mind set on going forward, but you know, things change. You never know. That's obviously keeping his options open. But I want to have the conversation here. I don't know if we're all going to agree, but I'll state my opinion first. I think there is no chance he goes back to Clemson with there's so many reasons and I don't care if it is the Jets that have the first overall pick I think he would love to play for the Jets you're in the New York market and I think Trevor Lawrence is that competitive of a guy he'd want to turn them around like Baker Mayfield with the Browns he took that like yeah I wanted to go to Cleveland I wanted to turn around the Browns and look I mean we brag on the Browns a lot but they've won 18 you know they're like 18 and 19 in Baker's starts when they were four and 45 before that so, you know, I, I think Trevor Lords could take that as a challenge. I think there's 0% chance he goes back to Clemson next year.
1: I wouldn't say zero. I'd say it's low, but I wouldn't put it at zero.
2: He's, he's dumb if he goes back to Clemson. You're, I don't care if it's the Jets at all. I mean, you're giving up so much money if you do that. You're giving up a year of making – first first overall picks make like $8 million. And then now you the signing bonus. Um, the signing bonus is like $65 million. <laughs> uh, and
1: he's going to get some endorsement immediately, too.
2: Yeah, exactly. You're just forfeiting that to just not play for the Jets. It, it makes no sense. The Jets are going to have a new, entirely new uh, coaching staff, too. Um, and they're going to spend big in free agency probably to try to get some weapons in there because they have a ton of cap room. Um, so it, I just don't see the argument of just because it's the Jets in their 0 16 and nobody ever succeeds on the jets who cares he's trevor lawrence he can succeed anywhere
1: and what are the jets gonna do in this off season that would improve them enough to like if that's your biggest worry what are they gonna do that's gonna improve them enough to not be in the running for the first pick next season
0: Exactly. because of the like well, before jared before jared jumps in like if the Jets have the number one over pick and Trevor's like, I'm not going there, you know, F you. I'm staying They're
1: here. It's still gonna be all Okay.
0: If if the Jets win five games next year, they have a bunch of Seattle's picks that they can trade away to get the number one pick and take him again. Jared, go ahead. Sorry for cutting you off. It's
3: easy. The answer is zero percent because he's not going to the Jets.
2: Hmm.
3: Hmm. I think the Jets trade out of that number one pick. Hmm. Really? I think the Jets trade out that number one pick. Uh, right now, with their team and how many holes they've got, if I were the Jets, and I've seen the Jets over the last decade and a half with the choices they've made in the draft, I would not be surprised in the slightest that they say, Sam Darnold is our guy. We would rather have two first-rounders and go from there. Now, everybody's shaking their head.
1: That's we're awesome.
3: shaking our head because we're sane people. Okay, The Jets are not sane. They are not a sane franchise. They know, have made some of the worst decisions in terms of the draft in recent years.
1: Yeah, but that sounds like a good overall, smart, long-term decision. Yeah, it does. So they it wouldn't does. it. So they it wouldn't
3: does. It. But here's the one problem: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think in the long run, whoever trades with them is going to show them why that was the biggest mistake they'll ever make.
1: Boom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I think mean, I can whoever
3: think. I think whoever trades with them now again at the end of the day this is all just imaginary anyway we're acting like this is going to be the real thing that happens but I'm saying at the end of the day if a team was smart they would throw all their draft capital I'll tell you a team that's perfect for it right now if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars right I'm throwing my draft capital to get them because you're talking it's about the chance to you know and and they came out and found out that Minshew's been playing hurt. And I just uh, – I just don't think that Minshew is going to be their guy. I just they not, they – He's not the guy. He, they tried real hard to embrace him. But let me He's tell you so this. Good. If Miami Dolphins were so easy to move, move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> on to, to a of Aloha, just so all of a sudden, then the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to be ready to move on from Gardner Minshew. Just yeah.
0: So um, the, oh, Jared yeah. touched on it, but – if you're the Jets and you have the number one pick and you really think Sam Darnold's the guy, you could get three firsts and three seconds for that pick if it's Trevor Lawrence, at least. Maybe a play or two. You know, yeah. I, don't, I think that's what you could net in a Trevor Lawrence rate. But let's flip that then. The Jets get the number one overall pick. You can't keep Sam Darnold. What,
1: you're going to get less?
0: What is his market? If you're Maybe talking about – if I don't think there's none, I think like we we have this conversation Garrett and I did with the Dwayne Haskins stuff. D- Darnold has played a lot better than Haskins has in they have different sample sizes. Mm-hmm. Darnold, I think, can get you a two.
1: Well, what did Josh Rosen get?
0: A two and a five.
1: Yeah, but, if, if, but like that I'm, should I'm, be I'm, the the I'm, basement I'm under the floor.
0: Three three teams: Colts, Steelers, 49ers. If Sam Bruno becomes available, you make that deal now.
2: So I have something. Uh, the reason there's a market for Sam Darnold is because look at Ryan Tannehill right now after at being under Adam Gase and then being under a good coach. That's what every GM is going to look at. They're going to look at Adam Gase, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold could be good. <laughs> and Then they're going to do capital for him. Um, I don't think that's the, the same case with Sam Darnold personally. Um, I think we all think that way from him coming out of the draft, what our opinions of him were, but you never know. I didn't think I think Justin Herbert is going to be good, and look at him right now. He's lighting he's up. Really good.
1: For now.
2: I, we, we keep saying this. But he keeps doing it. He's, going to, <laughs> yeah. he's going to sign like a $300 million deal in five years. We're going to be like, just wait. It's coming. <laughs> <Just> wait. <laughs> he's
1: he's going to be complacent <laughs> now that he's got That's his what money. people are
0: doing with yeah. this. Brady is going to play bad. Just wait. Just wait.
1: Hey, <laughs> all right. Max, if funny. Max Kellerman can admit he was wrong, I think he kind
0: wrong, of he, he kind of did. Wrong. He kind of said he never fell off the cliff. He apologized. So, okay. <laughs> all right, a That's, funny video. Apologize. let's let's move on. Let's do some picks. Let's start in college football. Um, I'm trying to get my picks up here. We'll mm-hmm. pick a couple of these. We 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 say we set aside a few games every week that we all pick, and it's a fun little thing. Um, let's. Shoot, it's fun. Mm. LSU Auburn. I, mean, I know it's an unranked teams matchup, but I think LSU. Ooh, who did I pick? I do not even you remember was. now. LSU's at Auburn's unranked matchup. LSU uh, home dog, by the way, Jared. Auburn is, which is interesting to me, and that is why I picked Auburn. I picked Auburn. I picked, <laughs> Auburn. I picked Bo because Bo Nicks can't lose. <laughs> so guys who who you don't
1: know about that anymore
0: I he those don't those don't count James sorry, sorry, my bad. who wins lSU or Auburn
2: who are you throwing it to? Anyone All right, I'll <laughs> go um, <We're,
0: laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll figure order. out an order for this when we do the NFL picks because we're doing all this so I'll I'll do mine then how about Garrett, Jared James there we go.
2: Cool. all right, James yeah. last year, um, so so uh this game's hard for me because. Uh one, I actually root for LSU as my second favorite team. I have since I was little. Um and two, Bonix can't lose is like my favorite meme. So um meme? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me. Uh yeah, sorry, it's not a meme. He's actually never lost in his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> you like Thank you. Um but I th- I picked LSU in our picks, but I actually think it's gonna be a really close game. Uh the reason I picked LSU is because their defense is terrible. However, Bo Nix, while he can't lose, has looked very not good um, very so far. So, and Miles Brennan has been really good for LSU. Uh, their offense is definitely not the problem uh, in uh, where is Baton Rouge. Yep. So, yeah. How else you Give me the Tigers!
0: Oh, you son of a! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. I won.
3: I did it. Okay. Uh, No, I'll just pick home dog. Home dog is fun.
1: I'm going to take home dog as well on this one. I think it's a good game though.
0: You suck Garrett. All right. Two more. One, one more and then we'll pick the VT game. Had more luster before Penn State lost to Indiana last week. But Ohio State plays Penn State. This would have been the whiteout game if there were fans. I don't know if there's any fans in Happy Valley. Ohio State wins, but I'm telling you guys, it's a 12-point spread. It's going to be closer than that. Penn State, um, they were looking ahead to this game, obviously, a road game before you come home to play Ohio State. They were looking at this game. They're going to come out prepared. I would not be surprised if Penn State leads at halftime, but Ohio State comes out and wins the game.
2: Yeah, so um, they, Penn State lost to Indiana last week. Um, Indiana is not a bad football team. That's not a bad loss for them. It's it's a bad loss for their standards, but Indiana is one of those scrappy teams this year that's going to make some upsets. Um, I picked Rutgers to beat them this week. Guess kind of a joke, but also go Scarlet Knights. Um, but I, I think Ohio State wins this game, but Penn State is going to be mad off that loss because they think it's worse than it actually is and they're going to come out fighting, and they probably lose um, at the last second, uh, in my opinion. Justin Fields brings him down the field, and he doesn't throw a pick this time like he ah. did in last year. Go, Fields. Uh,
3: I am picking Ohio State, um, but what time is Is this a nighttime game? 7.30. After our game. That always makes me – want to pick Penn State because mm-hmm. I just did that, that nighttime in Happy Valley against Ohio State is always like a it's always it's kind of like whenever Ohio State goes to Iowa it's a nighttime <laughs> yeah. game you're always like hammer Iowa like it's like it's a, almost a guarantee like for some yeah. reason I don't know why but um I think it's closer like you said but uh Justin Fields was nearly perfect passing the ball last week like he seriously only missed one pass like that's that's insane um <laughs> Also, Scott thought is not the answer in Nebraska, um, but
0: that's a
3: different category, another
0: different <laughs> discussion. But um, Ohio State
1: I think discussions. I think Ohio State wins. I I also think Ohio State wins. On the contrary, though, I think they cover.
0: Ooh, blow them out. All right.
1: I, I you know they didn't exactly face stiff competition, but they buried them like a team like Ohio State supposed to bury the the level of. Team they played, I think. I think they win by uh, two scores.
0: All right. Um, All right let's pick. Sp- what do you say, um, um, the spread. Well, um, um, the spread. spread. <laughs> All right, let's pick the BT game. Played Louisville. Louisville's two and four. Malik Cunningham's a good passer. Um, <laughs> tough one. Virginia Tech pulls it out close. I think. Man, they're gonna have trouble stopping Louisville's offense, but Louisville's run defense in particular is very bad. So Virginia Tech in the running game, we always say it's the key. It, it is going to be the reason why. I think Herbert pushes to towards 200 yards on Saturday, and VT wins a close one.
2: I'm just never going to pick us to lose to a team that's not uh, ranked in the top 10. Uh, that's just just how I'm going to be picking VT's picks forever uh, because I'm a fan of them, uh, unless they are actually trash one year, and I'll start picking against them. No, no. VC doesn't lose a lot of games back to back. Usually if they lose, they'll win the next one because our schedule is never that hard. Uh, Usually we're facing an ACC competition every week so if we lose one, we have a team we can beat the next week, which is the case here. We can beat Louisville. Um, I am worried though because we always struggle against running quarterbacks and Cunningham is a running quarterback. Um, That concerns me, but we got to get back on track so uh, give me the Hokies in this one.
3: James, I'm doing a switcheroo on you. You're going to have to go to the Excel. Okay. I've done a lot of thinking about this over the last couple days. Are you going to
1: disgust me?
3: Does anyone know the last time we played Louisville in football? 2005. The Gator Bowl, yes. So the Gator Bowl is the last time we played Louisville, and they were not ACC opponents at that time. This is only the first time that we have played Louisville as an ACC opponent.
0: This is, and that's what? ridiculous. They've been in the ACC for that's seven really years. Really weird, <laughs> which is weird.
3: very odd. So that goes to another discussion that I like Andy Bitter's article. About. Yes, that read. That. Okay, but either way, for another conversation. But when we played in that game, there were two defensive studs who had a pretty solid game that day: Daryl Tap and Justin Hamilton. If you don't think that they have a little bit of a little bit of spark in them. To have some sort of a game, I think this game is a shocker game. I think this game is a surpriser game. I think they come out. I think the defensive line plays better. I think the defensive line has a solid game. The only thing that I am worried about is just the contain of the quarterback. And if I think they've learned anything from last week, it's do what Wake Forest did and take away the single thing that you're worried about most. Okay. If our young corners get beat one-on-one, they get beat one-on-one. Okay. That's, that's just hands down what's going to happen, but we need to play and contain that quarterback and contain the side to side running. If we can do that, we can beat them. I think we win. I think it's a big win to get back on track. And yes, it is changing from what I put in our Excel. (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm going to follow kind of our, our code word for, I may be considering picking the other team, but will refuse to. I uh, am going to say Virginia Tech close. <laughs> um, I think, obviously, like like Ryan said, uh, their run defense has not been good so far, and that favors us. Uh, and I do think we have a rebound game here. I think we show up, and I think we we play well. Um, hopefully the defense will <sighs> – like Jared said, we have issues containing a running quarterback, but we'll see how that goes. But I think L- Louisville is better than their record, um, but I'm still going to take take the Hokies every day of the week.
0: There we go. All right. Let's pick our NFL games. Uh, the Thursday night game is going on, so we won't pick that game. Right now, score update is 14-6, Panthers. Ugh. We could give what our – does James have what our picks were? I have. I mean,
3: I I picked Carolina. Yeah. I picked Carolina. I
1: I picked Carolina. Okay, we go. That way we have it.
0: All right, fair. We're on record now. All right. Let's start off with an AFC East divisional battle. The Patriots are taking on the Bills. Bills are 5-2. Patriots obviously in their little skid. (laughs) game losing streak. This is my shocker of the week. I think the Patriots go into Buffalo and knock off the Bills. The Bills cannot stop the run, and the Patriots—if they can do anything well, if they can try to run the football—boy,
1: they can try.
0: And I think—and I think Cam Newton, I think Cam Newton has about seventy-five yards rushing, and they get the job done. Patriots win, and they get back in the playoff race.
1: No triers of rushing the football.
2: Is it—is it like Damian Harris? They're only healthy running back right now. Yeah. Well, Cam Newton is going to run the ball.
1: Rex Burkhead.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to go way against you because I think the Patriots are done. Put a fork in them. Uh, they'll beat the Jets twice uh, for sure. But I mean, they're they're going to six wins max uh, the rest of the year. They're they're done. The Culture is slowly disseminating right now uh, without Brady there. As they they get more losses and their defense isn't looking as well as they hoped it would. It's just it looks like it's all crumbling right now. And Bill Belichick is looking a little bit bad because everybody thought, oh Brady's gone, but Belichick's still there. He's going to be good. Uh, it doesn't look good even with Belichick still there. But yeah, Patriots are done. Put a fork in them. Give me the Bills. Josh Allen's MVP campaign is on pause right now. It's coming back this week.
0: Before Jared goes, I will say, if the Patriots lose this one, then they're done. Officially. Work. Which is why I'm picking.
3: Them. <laughs> Two words. Jared Stidham. This is going to be the week that decides that Jared Stidham is the quarterback from here on out.
2: Uh, what?
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Bills win. The Bills win in very oh, big oh, oh, fashion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think Cam's done. I think and the fact that like they're relying on Cam like I'm, I have never ever ever wanted my quarterback to just be a battering ram substitute running back oh. which apparently now is Cam Newton which I think is a terrible idea because in the year in which Cam was actually his best I think you you could stat check me I don't really care but I think most of his rushing touchdowns that happened in that MVP season were, like, goal line rushes. 100%. Like, I'm pretty sure if I remember right, it was a lot of him just running at the goal line and then getting up and doing his little Superman thing. Like, his best play was being threatening by running, but actually throwing the ball. And now he has no one to throw the ball. And so it's just – he's he's done. I, he, he's done. I think the Patriots are done. Sorry, James. I'm join done. My, join, join my club. Hey, join yeah. my club, man. We're we're all here together.
2: Our our, our club.
3: I our, know that's what I'm saying. Our it's, our, it's, all, it's all of us. <laughs> one of us. One of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, Washington was the founders of this club. Hey, well, no, the, the Browns were the founders, and they maybe left it. Yes.
0: James, who are you picking?
1: Um yeah i mean i gotta go with the bills yeah. here i i like i i feel like the patriots are due to win a game maybe i'm just used to them winning games um how does it feel
3: does
1: not feel great um, <laughs> i i i still think you're gonna have uh some game at some point that's uh, like 300-plus yards from Cam, and you win the game, it's a game you thought you were going to lose. But um, Josh Allen, has, his MVP campaign has been on pause. I, I do think he gets back on track this week. I mean, the defense let up 33 points to the 49ers, so <laughs> that doesn't bode well when you have um, somebody that's shown the potential they have this year uh, with Josh Allen. So I'm going to
0: take the Bills. All right. Titans at Bengals. Titans coming off their nearly comeback win over the Steelers. They could be a sleepy spot here, but I'll take the Titans. In they haven't. I think they're – are they what I've heard that they're winless against the spread this year or something like that? It's, it's a very weird stat. Hmm, but they have not I, have- I think they stay winless against the spread. I think this is like a 28-24 game. I think the Titans pull it out because Joe Burrow is going to have some success. The Titans defense is very bad.
2: This, uh, was, this was a hard game for me. I almost picked the Bengals. I am going with the Titans, though, because I don't think the Bengals can stop Derrick Henry uh, if they wind up 22 players on the field and tried to stop it. I still don't think they could. Um, and the Bengals uh, do cover this spread because they are the reverse Seahawks this year, whereas the Seahawks will win every close game. But the Bengals lose every game close. They lose by, like, four points every week. I don't know how they keep doing it. Uh, they did again last week, like Donovan Peoples-Jones scoring with 12 seconds left on they're the or something. They're matching full tank without trying. They're they're tanking. Yeah. They're so used to being uh, bad. Like, give, me, give me the Titans and uh, the Bengals to cover.
1: One fact about that is
3: actually how much of a good turnaround a lot of those teams end up having the next year when they end up being the ones that lose by such close margins. You look at teams like the Packers in the past – They've been one of those teams that have done that. The Rams are another one that comes to mind that have often done that too. So if the freaking Bengals could get an O line <laughs> to protect that guy in the future, I think they could be a really solid team. Um, I'm taking the Titans, and I as a Derrick Henry owner, I just i I just have to expect him to absolutely destroy them. Like they just, I think he's going to have a good day. And Joe Burrow actually has a solid day, but I think he used a lot of what he had last week to try to take that game. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if this game isn't necessarily as pretty for him.
1: Uh, I really want to pick the Bengals, uh, but I can't. I, I I don't think they have enough to beat. I don't think their defense is good enough to stop Derrick Henry. I think they can compete uh, – on offense, in terms of throwing the ball easily, but um, I'm going to go to the Titans.
0: All right, let's um, go to the other Ohio game: the Raiders at the Browns. Raiders coming off their really demolishing loss against Tom Brady and the Bucks.
1: The going was close it, until it was so early, but then five-minute span. Yeah, they scored where the the Bucks scored, then they scored on a turnover. And then I think they forced like a three and out and scored again on a, on the next possession.:
0: Glad Solomon is not in here to um, mock this pick, but I'm going to take the Raiders in this one. I know it's a long trip, but I think the I think Henry Ruggs is made for this game. I think they hit a couple one's a seventy yard touchdown or something, and then one's another one to get them into range. I think that is the the Cleveland secondary and their linebacking course specifically is their weakness defensively. Still don't think they're going to have Nick Chubb out. And I think Miles Garrett, as great as he is, is going to get a little bit hampered by Oakland's offensive line, even though they have the COVID issues. I think Oakland, Vegas, Vegas, So, still weird to say. Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders and Derek Carr go into Cleveland and get a huge win to stay in the playoff race.
2: It's funny. I'm also picking the Raiders in this game. Uh, and – uh, the reason is because the Browns are worse than their 5-2 and two record, in my opinion, and the Raiders are better than their 3-3 three and three record, in my opinion. Um, the Raiders are one of those teams that every week, if they play somebody good, I'm like, dang, the Raiders might win this game just randomly. But then if they play, like, the Jets, I'm like, oh, the Jets might beat the Raiders right now. <laughs> it's like one of those random teams where I expect the opposite outcome of what should happen every single time they play. Uh, so give me the Raiders.
3: Uh, shout out to my dad. He's a Raiders fan. I'm picking the Raiders. Hopefully
2: for, on, the up, on the road upset. I'm uh,
3: I'm I'm I actually also predict a big day out of uh, Henry Ruggs.
1: So. I'm taking the Raiders as well. No four. four, four. four. <laughs> oh my god!
0: War
1: <laughs> gang live. you know what?
0: You guys know what happens in these kind of games when we all pick the same side. Yeah, it happens. So <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations, yeah. Browns, on your win. No. All right.
1: We've manifested no. it for him. Incorrect against you.
0: For- well, whatever. Colts, Lions, Colts coming off their bye week. Lions are still really bad. So I'm going to take the Colts. I think it's a get right week for them coming off the bye. I, think, I still think they're a pretty good team. Maybe not as good as I thought they could be because the defense has shown some holes the last two games they've played. But I think they could be pretty good, maybe 9 and 7 now. I'll scale back a little bit. But I think the Colts win this game.
2: People are saying the Lions are about to turn a corner or something. They barely beat the Falcons. They beat the Jaguars. And they got to win this Cardinals. It's a good team. Um, but, yeah, So they won two weeks in a row against teams with two combined wins on the season. Uh, they're not going to turn a corner. They go back in the lost column in this game. Uh, give me the Colts. <laughs> the Colts are – if they once they win this game, if, if they do end up winning it, they're going to be sitting pretty in the AFC South, too.
3: Yeah, and I don't know why sometimes it's like when they come teams come out of buys and people just forget about how decently they were playing before the bye. It's like I don't care what the Detroit Lions were doing in terms of the past two weeks. The Colts are playing well, and now they're rested. And if there's a team that probably could use a little bit of resting, it's probably the Colts just because how much of their team is either old or based on running the football. And I think if you have those two things together – like actually I think this weird random VT side note, I think that's one of the things killing us this year is having every single game be back-to-back-to-back. So I think I'm going to take the Colts.
1: Uh, I'm also going to take the Colts. I think I think – A little bit harder about this if they weren't coming off the bye week, but with the bye week um, makes my decision feel a little bit easier.
0: All right. Let's head to the NFC North. Um, The one team that needs to seriously rebuild and the one team that thought they should be rebuilding, but they forgot they had Aaron Rodgers with their first-round draft pick. Vikings (laughs) at the Packers. I think the Packers blitzkrieg them. I don't think this is particularly close. I think Aaron Rodgers has another big day. The Vikings secondary is stinky poo-poo.
2: It's going to sound weird, and I'm not kidding, but I almost picked the Vikings in this game. I don't know why. It just seems like one of those weird games that Kirk Cousins will win. Uh, but I picked the Packers, so my, my fancy team relies heavily on the Packers, so I hope they do well. Vikings are coming off a bye,
0: if anyone cares about that. I don't for this one. It's Packers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, kind of with Garrett, I, you just kind of feel like the Vikings have to start winning games at some point. So every single week, it's almost like I mean, they're still one in five. Like, <laughs> I, if they gotta, who are they playing? But no, I'm taking the Packers.
0: This game, we're not going to pick
3: straight up. We're going to pick against the spread. Ooh, good. I had I pulled it up just in case because
0: What's none of us are picking the Jets sprint? to beat the Chiefs. But mm-hmm. will the but will. This, we'll set the spread for what it is now on ESPN. It's 19-and-a-half. Will the Jets cover 19-and-a-half? That's the question right now. I think they don't. I think the Chiefs, as bad as they beat the Broncos last week, I don't think they played very well offensively. I think it's the Le'Veon Bell revenge game, and I think the Jets' secondary is just putrid. I think Mahomes goes for 350-plus, and they win by
2: 24 points. The Le'Veon Bell revenge game. That's weird to say. Yeah, the Chiefs cover the spread. The Jets aren't actually terrible. That's it. (laughs) Uh,
3: I looked up the weather just to be sure of something. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover Mm. um, because it is not going to be a snowy mess (laughs) in that area of the country this weekend. It is going to be 60 and sunny. So give me Patrick Mahomes to have a big day.
1: Chiefs cover easy. Um, Yeah. That's
2: about Maddie it. Matty Wheels with the rushing TD just now. Oh, my God. He's Who? Up. Who? Matty Wheels, dude. Oh, my God. Oh,
0: let's go. What, what, a,
3: legend. what a legend.
0: All right. Um, the Rams looked pretty good last week. Are going to Miami, and it is officially Tua time down in Miami. <laughs> I think the Rams – I flipped on this game a lot. I'll take the Rams, because I think the Dolphins' defense is still rebuilding. And I think the Rams are able to take their game plan in that Sean McVay always has. That motion, that play-action bootleg, it's going to work against the Dolphins. I think the Rams win. But Tua does look good, I think, in his first start.
2: Rams up. spoil the debut. Tua's trash. No, I'm just kidding. I like Tua. But the offensive line can't contain Aaron Donald at all. Aaron Donald is going to beast in this game, not to mention the other weapons that the Rams have up front that are always overlooked because Baron Donald. Um, Jalen Rams is going to get a pick off. to uh, it's going to be a rough day uh, in Miami. The Rams have played on the East Coast like every week also. Not sure what's up with that, but they've
0: won like every time.
2: They've, won, they've been in the East Coast, East Coast every week and won every single time. Grandel's fall against the NFC East teams. Uh, Buffalo. Yeah, well, they should have won that game too. Oh Yeah. No, that. Uh, they should be oh, six, and six and one right now, yeah, yeah. So, thanks, refs, for that. But the
0: Rams <laughs> fan complaining about refs,
2: it's weird. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Jared,
1: who, who are you picking, Jared?
3: Thins up, <laughs> Fins up. Um, actually I have a really sad prediction for this game, oh. and I'm probably gonna get blasted for it somewhere. But I think Aaron Donald snaps to his leg and oh actually Fitzpatrick comes back in and wins the game.
1: What, what, what the hell? hell? Is there a prop bet for that? Jeez. What an awesome? odd plus four fifty
3: that happens. I think I think Fitzpatrick comes back in, plays angry and wins the
1: game. What the hell? If that
3: happens I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh. Buy me a cookout tray. Mm-hmm. Cookout tray mm-hmm. on the fine. line. Cookout, spin, line. Yes. cookout yes. fine. Yes. i a
0: cookout tray.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
3: I'm into the up. cookout.
0: We go to Blacksburg in a few weeks. Spins up. <laughs> and uh, specifically, Aaron
2: Donald. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so many things have to happen, but if that does, I will buy you a cookout tray. <laughs>
1: yep. I'm in on that. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm gonna go. I'm going to go Rams on this one. I, I, think, I think it's going to – I think Tua plays well, but um, I don't think he gets it done.
0: All right, let's go to the game of the day in Baltimore. Charm City, baby. Steelers going to the Ravens in a great classic AFC North. Fun fact, this is the first matchup ever between Ben Roethlisberger and Lamar Jackson as starters. First time yeah. that's happened. It, it, it takes a while to think about it, but it's true. When Ben started in 2018, they were both against Joe Flacco. So yeah, the goat. I think it's a tough one, but I think if a team is great coming off the bye, it's the Baltimore Ravens. I think they devise the game plan. They know how good Pittsburgh is. They're not, and they're not scared of them because the Ravens have always proved they're not scared of Pittsburgh. I think the Ravens win. And what's the spread here? It's four. I think they cover that. I think the Ravens win by 10 or 15 points.
2: The Ravens should be scared of Pittsburgh um, because Pittsburgh is the second best team in the AFC this year behind the Chiefs. Um, let's see. What are the Ravens bad at this year? Throwing the football. Uh, what are the Steelers good at this year? Everything on defense, they are going to stifle the running game and force Lamar Jackson to throw the football. And um, I don't know who he's going to be throwing it to because nobody can get open on their team and Mark Andrews can't catch. Um, So that's going to be a problem. I think the Steelers win big in this game. Uh, Not big like like 45 or whatever. It's going to be big in the terms of like 27-17. Like doesn't really feel close, but it doesn't look that big at the end.
3: Um, if there's a team that I like other than the Falcons, it's the Ravens. I've uh, been a been a kind of a sleepy Ravens fan for a while. Um, shout out to my boy Sean Markland. He is a big Ravens fan. Um in terms of this game, I I just want the Ravens to win. I don't really have any stats to like say otherwise. I just want the Ravens to win. I can't stand the thought of the Steelers being the best team in the like like near the AFC, like even you could make the argument if they beat the Ravens that they may be better than the Chiefs in some regards. Like, I don't want to make that conversation happen. So go Ravens and go Chuck
1: Um, Yeah, I think kind of somewhat similar, except for with good teams, with the Colts and the Jags, with the Colts coming off the bye. I'm going to take the Ravens because they're coming off the bye. I think I would think about it harder if if they weren't coming off the bye. But I, I think I think it's going to be a tight a tight game throughout.
2: All right. Uh, for I'm I'm lone wolfing the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. Yeah,
0: I'm That's not. I I don't think the Steelers are. They won some close games. Some besides the Browns game, which is a, a smackdown. Some of these games have been close. So I don't know. I think it gets them this week. And like we're not saying Pittsburgh's not a good team if they lose this week. I think awesome. the Ravens. I think the Ravens have them in the spot they want. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Chargers at Broncos. Herbert's on fire, and Denver's terrible. I'll go to the Chargers.
2: I don't know. How it's only three and a half. Personally, <laughs> like I get it's It's on. It's in Denver um, elevation or whatever. That just means Herbert's going to throw the ball farther. Uh, <laughs> give me the Chargers. It's huge.
3: Uh, is Tyrod back?
2: Um, i I don't. I don't know.
3: I think he. I think I saw something. Yeah, he was a full participant. I think he plays. I think he like. I think that's how bad it is.
1: Like garbage time. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Like I think it's that bad. Uh, Go
0: I thought you meant the <laughs> other. Justin Herbert, you're out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for coming, you bum. <laughs>
0: what? You bum.
1: Yeah. Uh, Chargers. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Smash that over.
0: Yes. Yeah, Jeez. Alright, Saints and the Bears. It's a weird this is, I don't know why. It's just a weird game. The Bears is a five and two team being home. Four and a half point dogs is juicy to me, but I will take the Saints. I don't know. I think this the the travel off of a Monday night is gonna be too tough for the Bears. Like it's it's not even about what's gonna happen on the field and the talent. I just think seriously, the travel from LA back to Chicago on a short week, I think the Saints get them. It's close, but I think I'll, I'll take the Saints and Drew Brees.
2: Um, Michael Thomas looks like he's going to play this week. Fingers crossed for me as a fancy owner of Michael Thomas. Uh, and James also has him in, in our league. Um, I have him in two other leagues, but I mean the Saints have to win this game. They cannot go to four and three uh, in the NFC South um, right now with the way the Bucks are going, and they got an easy Giants team on Monday night the Bucks do so they have to win this game must win Bears, they're five and two but co- I mean come on <laughs> they're, they uh hey, look, oh, Garrett are they 2018
0: what? Redskins vibes
2: yes extremely also
0: five and two by the way before. yeah and
2: they were six and three there's five and uh, so maybe six um <laughs> but yeah the thing is, they had the 2018 Skins had Alex Smith, that quarterback who could win games back then. Um, the Bears had Nick Foles at quarterback who can win games off the bench, but he's not coming off the bench; he's starting, uh, and that that's not really good for him.
0: Is there going to be a move? Uh, we'll wait to the picks get through, and then I'll ask if the Bears are going to make a move. Go ahead, Jared.
3: Um, no, I you know I picked the Bears, and then I didn't know their injury report, and Khalil Mack is questionable. Eddie Jackson is questionable. Allen Robinson is questionable. And Cordero Patterson is questionable. And that's a lot of people that are questionable that actually matter to the Bears. And if, if Michael Thomas does come back, that's going to be pretty, like, pretty big for the Saints. However, I don't like in the Saints outside the dome. I just – there's something about taking the Saints outside the dome that I just don't like. So, I say that the Bears win an ugly game. Like sixteen to thirteen, Ooh. I think it's ugly. Ooh. I think it's gross. That's twenty-eight Redskin fires. Well, it is. That's right. See, fulfilling the
0: prophecy. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I'm going to be taking Saints here. I just, I mean, presumably they get Michael Thomas back finally. Uh, weirder things have happened with him this year, so we'll see. Uh, maybe he tears an ACL walking to the to the stadium. Um, I'm not going to put a bet on that one though. Uh, (laughs) uh, but I I think he's back and, um, not just because of that. I think, I think Drew Brees is more back to what we usually expect with Drew Brees a little bit.
0: So I'm taking the Saints. Jared, uh, you looked like you were excited about something.
3: We stopped the Panthers on a fourth down. Go! It's a
2: miracle. It's a miracle. (laughs) While while on the Bears with the Cordero Patterson name drop, Matt Nagy is addicted to giving that guy third down carries moving laterally out of the shotgun. And I'm like, why? Why?" (laughs) You have David Montgomery. Just give it to him and plow up the middle. You need one yard. Why are you moving laterally with a wide receiver,
0: Matt Because Matt Nagy thinks he's smarter than everybody, and which brings me to how long? I mean, they're five and two. You know, fine. They were two and zero oh when they made the switch to Foles, but how long is the Chicago fans on Twitter because they're not going to the stadium? Are they chanting for Trubisky to get back in there? Because Foles has not looked good since he's taken
2: over. I don't know. I don't know what Chicago fans are thinking, but. Trubisky's not going to give you more than goals is giving you right now. They both suck. You should have signed Cam. Even then, Cam, Cam looks like he's bad, too. So. I don't know. Maybe I, was
3: gonna, I mean, would you like to go ask any sort of fan, uh, like, living in Chicago, if they thought they were going to be anywhere near their record right now? Because I, I don't think anyone that is a Chicago Bears fan thought they were going to be at this point right now in the season. No so, I don't think it matters who their quarterback is. If you're the Bears, you're like, "Hey, we won more than we thought we were going to all year. Like, <laughs> that's seriously. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in football. Like, that's how bad I thought they were going to be. So the fact that they're far surpassing that right now is another thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think unless they get on some type of four-plus game losing streak, they're they're writing BDN all the way.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's go to the 49ers and the Seahawks. This is another tough one. 49ers have looked good two weeks in a row. But I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think that the loss last last Sunday night rocked them a little bit. Um, their defense is still bad, so I think this could be a high-scoring game. But I think Russell Wilson is just a playmaker. He's a stud. He's going to win. I think he's going to end up winning the MVP as much as we talk about how Josh Allen is this stud. You know. It's not a meme, but it's kind of a meme. Russell Wilson has the momentum right now, and I think he leads them to a victory. I think it's it's another cardiac, you know, heart attack Seattle game. It's weird. They always play weird games. So I think the Seahawks pull this one out with a Russ, Russ Wilson magic
2: the 49ers top three running backs are all out and they just keep plugging guys in and it keeps working. Um, I think that's going to (laughs) stop this week. They're down to Michael Hasty and, um, and I think that's going to be the uh, difference in the game. So give me the Seahawks. It's still going to be close because every Seattle game is close, um, this season and like the last three seasons really, when you really go back and think about it. But, um, Yeah, that's going to be the difference in the game is the 49ers aren't going to be able to get the ball on the ground, even though they are playing one of the worst defenses on a good team in the NFL. All
3: right, you fancy people thinking that it's going to be close. It's not close. I don't think it's close at all. I think the Seahawks play, like, really pissed off. And I think that they – I think Russell Wilson has one of his best days passing the ball. I think that Chris Carson ends up playing a big role in this game if he's healthy and back. Is he, or is it Mike? Is it still Carlos Hyde?
2: He's still questionable. He, I have fantasy. He is. Um, he hasn't practiced yet, but they're hopeful he can play.
3: Because this could, if, if Chris Carson plays, this could be a big Chris Carson kind of game. If they if they play their cards right with it, I think I think that loss to the Cardinals, the way that it happened, I think any time that that happens to the Seahawks. I'm picking the Seahawks no matter what the next week, just because I think they're one of the best bounce-back teams in the NFL.
1: Um, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Seattle here. I think they're um, they're. I mean, Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. I I think he's gonna carry him.
0: They should have flexed this game out. Cowboys Eagles is Sunday Night Football. This is disgusting. Uh,
1: Oh my God!
0: Wow, the Cowboys are a nine-point underdog.
1: That's a terrible game for Sunday night, dude.
0: Someone's got to win it. I'll take the Eagles. Carson Wentz. No,
1: they could tie.
0: They could, but someone's gonna win this. Please,
1: please tie. That'd that would be, be so the most
0: so east thing ever
1: on an awful if, Sunday night if, game. Just if have the, the tie.
0: Eagles. If the Eagles lose to Ben DiNucci, we all need to just – we need to stop tripping on LSD because that's what this division feels
1: like. And have it be like a 7-7 seven to seven tie too. We're both um, down during the first quarter. The
0: Eagles are going to win by 17
2: points. <laughs> at least. If the Eagles lose to Ben DiNucci, I am going to the nearest – casino and putting every dollar I have on Washington to win the NFC East because you can't lose to Ben DiNucci and think you're making the playoffs. All right?
1: Ben DiNucci, go.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to take... I think it's closer than nine, though, because why not? NFC East, Sunday Night Football. I mean, they almost lost to the Giants. um, And the Giants were up... I thought the Giants had it wrapped up. They were up like 11 with like five minutes left and lost the game. Um, So I think I, I, I would put... Money on the Cowboys to cover that spread. I don't know why. It's just what I feel.
3: <laughs> FCS fans everywhere, rejoice! Because you get to watch
2: the North Dakota
3: Bison quarterback go up against the James Madison Dukes quarterback Good. in an epic showdown on Sunday Night Football. They would never have
0: met, Garrett. I know you're thinking about it. Carson Wentz was oh. in college too long.
2: No, have there ever been two FCS quarterbacks to face each other in in a Sunday night
0: football? In a Sunday night football, though. Oh, on Sunday night.
2: Yeah, in Sunday night football.
3: Okay, so Joe Flacco would have to be one of them. Yeah. Wait. No, Miami of Ohio is uh,
0: FBS. FBS. Jimmy G, Joe Flacco, Wentz. I'm trying to think. Ben DiNucci. Come on, don't (laughs) leave him out.
1: Don't disrespect my man.
0: That's the only FCS him. quarterbacks I can think of that are currently, like, in the NFL that I've been watching.
3: I just – that is an interesting stat. I actually seriously did want to, at one point, as a joke, make this a tie and, like, make that my prediction for this game.
0: I've thought about um, doing that for a few years. But then
3: Jalen Rager coming back, and I think that I think that actually it will be a pretty good game for the Eagles. Uh, of a, hey, they're, they're a little better than we think kind of thing. Yeah. So, I think they won.
1: I don't even think it's that the Eagles are that much better than we think. I just think the Cowboys are so awfully bad that I mean, they've quit. It's 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 so bad. I mean, like Washington is bad, and they got absolutely destroyed.
0: They they are every week. They are terrible. Washington is
1: crazy. They put that
0: whooping on Dallas.
1: That was insane. So, I, I they may not win a game the rest of the year. I they're so bad. He,
2: and, you mentioned the Cowboys uh, quitting, and I know we're going along here already. But the when John Bostic hit Andy Dalton in the head, <laughs> keep shot, dirty play, could have been suspended, isn't getting suspended for some reason. 32. Uh, when the when Washington's off their bye. But nobody on the Cowboys came and like tried to fight John Bostick or was like, "Hey, get away from our dude!" Like, like, why are you hitting him like that? That was so dirty. They all just stood around. Like, if that happened to Kyle Allen, Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses would have grabbed the nearest guy in ball and murdered them, just yeah. straight up. Like, anyone be...
3: would have came on the field and killed somebody. Yeah,
2: yeah. It, and and the like, Washington's bad. Like they, they don't have any more wins than Dallas does, and they still would have done that because you don't hit the quarterback like that. Yeah. You don't hit anybody like that, especially not the quarterback. And so you know what that
3: comes down you know what that comes down to? That comes down to coaching. At the end of the day, I will just keep harping on it.
0: Of course Carp- Garrett's fault, right? Cowboys fans? It is unbelievable. <laughs> they, unbelievable. I mean, like Jason Garrett is eight and eight forever, the meme, you know, he, they always suck. He wasn't the biggest problem in Dallas, and, you know, it's, it's because the owner is a crazy old man who thinks he can be the GM as well as the coach, and it's never going to work. It's, it's never going to work as long as it's being run that way. Dallas, And you know what? We all relish in it. We love it. I don't feel bad for them. One cent. I don't care. They deserve everything they're getting right now. The fans, mostly. Not Dak. We love Dak.
1: But, when, you know. when, when do you think they put Jerry Jones out the pasture, finally?
0: He do they ever? No, he's gonna own the team till he dies.
1: going to die in his office. He is.
2: Yeah. He's gonna cry. He's gonna cryogenically cryo, cryo- freeze himself and manage the team while frozen in the cryo chamber. And then when they finally develop like, like immortal technology, he's gonna come back and he's just gonna keep being the owner.
1: Him and Ted Williams head, yes. dude.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's gonna be one of those future off the heads,
1: yeah. all the president.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, last game because uh, we were going a little bit long there, but that's okay. We love relishing in the Cowboys' um, dysfunction. Buccaneers yeah. and the Giants. Yeah, you could. Uh, this has the potential. This has the potential to be a weird game. I don't think it gets weird. I think Brady and the Bucks are rolling. The first, the last game without Antonio Brown, and then they're going to hit their stride. Tampa wins this one
2: wins. Uh, I like the double digit home dog though. It just any time in the NFL, double digit home, you're laying twelve points. You got to take it. Um, don't, I wouldn't sprinkle any on the money line though. <laughs> <laughs> leave, the, leave it to the
0: to the weird, weirdos. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is it
3: really twelve points though?
0: Twelve, yeah.
3: Oh man, I think it's a ten point game. I, that's probably what it. I think it's like twenty to ten. Ooh. I it's really bland. I think the Bucks win twenty to ten. It's not fun.
0: Yeah, I think Spurs. it's like before James goes. Sorry, I think it is like tied at halftime at like ten or like thirteen to ten or something, and then it's a second half game. Daniel Jones can't move the ball. James, who you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Bucks. Uh, I I think the Bucks are are turning the corner in the last couple of weeks. I think. I mean, you got a a new experienced quarterback that came to an offense with a lot of talent and then had no preseason with them so I think you're seeing it now as each week is going by you're getting more and more rhythm and um, comfort with your weapons on offense and kind of every week we've seen them seem to get consistently better so I think it's not not much Don't of an forget. issue against the giants team.
2: Don't forget there's still one more weapon coming and he might be the best one. Yeah, yeah. I was about That's to say people are silly, brutal. like
0: oh, does he want to, you know, does he want to play? Antonio Brown is going to be fantastic. Like yeah. last saw him on the field, he, there's no drop off. Like he is no. still super good and he's going to I think he's going to fit in with that offense totally right in the slot and it's just it's going to be an air show maybe.
1: Especially with Godwin
0: so. getting hurt. Oh, Garrett here. I mean not Garrett. Jared wants to be the devil's advocate there. I,
3: I don't think he I don't I actually think that it could be a similar sort of situation to what drove him out of Pittsburgh. But I, I think that there's I think you've got two other solid weapons on that team. And while yes, I I don't know if I ever considered Antonio some people are calling Antonio Bryan a burner, which I don't know where the heck they got. Like in terms of him being a burner, like he's a route runner,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: so I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, you guys know me. I, I'm one of those big prove it to me guys. Like if he proves it to me, I'm not gonna be like, ooh, I'm like, I'm not gonna stick with my opinion. But like, he needs to prove it to me first. I'm not just gonna automatically say the minute that he steps on the field, it's gonna be the greatest show on earth. Like I mean, a lot of people said the same about when Odell went to the Browns. Sorry, but it didn't work out the way that you thought it did there, GV. So, mm-hmm. I think Baker's a little bit different than Tom Brady. But, you know. Maybe. Maybe, if maybe but I, I don't I don't know if it's – I think this is more about the receiver than it is about the quarterback. Fair
2: point. All right, you can't just say greatest show, show on turf and not expect me to get all wild. Come on.
0: The Rams.
2: <laughs> all
0: right, well, on that note, this was a blast. I thought this was cool. Nice little last minute thing we decided to do. So that's pretty cool. Let's try and do more of these. I think it's, it's a long cool. pod, anyway. They're going to get the longest <laughs> pod we've had. you've got Hours here. And my uh-huh. Buzz Route hosting site only lasts me certain hours for months. So we'll see how much I can do. So, no free for, ads. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Garrett's flashing the VT. Hopefully they win this week. Hopefully all your NFL picks cash in. We just made you some free money in the last 45 minutes. So take you to the bank. Responsibly. Responsibly. I didn't.
1: I expect my check in the mail.
0: All right. Peace out. All right.